Welcome to Sports BKC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, February 10th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today, we remember our friend and former colleague, Therese Paler. As Vahe Gregorian lovingly puts it, this is our emergency podcast. When he was covering the Chiefs and big news would break, like the Marcus Peters trade or the Alex Smith trade, Therese would send out the signal, and later that day, Vahe, Sam Mellinger, and Therese and me, we'd break down the story. About that Alex Smith trade, that was a big day for Therese. Not only did he conduct the emergency podcast, he broke the story in an amazing piece of hustle by Therese. Sam and Vahe join Herbie Teope and Sam McDowell in sharing memories of Therese. Many more could have contributed. Assistant Managing Editor for Sports Jeff Rosen and Sports Editor Chris Fickett work closely with Therese and helped shape his soaring career. Mike Fannin hired Therese at Howard University, and Therese spent 12 years at the Star before moving to Yahoo Sports three years ago. Former colleagues like Todd Palmer, Rustin Dodd, Candace Buckner, and Dave Hewlett poured their hearts out on social media. I'll stop there. I'm leaving out so many, and I apologize, but please check out their comments and those from around the country including the Chiefs and other NFL teams. Okay, we're going to start with an audio clip of Therese. It runs for about 50 seconds. It was part of a 2017 pre-game show, pre-NFL draft show that we had taped. Therese is talking about how many mock drafts he creates, and you quickly pick up on the banter and camaraderie of the group, not to mention Therese's work ethic. After that, we're going to jump right in, and the first voice you'll hear will be Sam Mellinger's. So, let's get started. I had a edge rusher go to the Chiefs in my third mock draft. My fourth one is coming out today or tomorrow. Please click on it. Uh, fourth mock draft. Yeah. Count them. Four. You guys think that's bad. God, four, three years ago I did eight. Like, Really? I sliced it, and we're making fun of that. Like so we, is, we, we, we're going to make fun of the four. <laughs> this really? is the same version of. Trump. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's really refined the process yeah. down. It to is five, the same five, version five, of me. Five, five guys watching twenty tapes on. Hey, you know, no, I'm going to defend myself as much as you defended yourself <laughs> about the Hollywood. Listen, do you know what I did three years ago? I had like extensive reports on like fifteen guys a position. I did like twenty three cornerbacks that year. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm doing five now, so I, I think we've calmed it down a little bit. Am I still watching the tape? Yeah, I mean, but I'm still, I'm not writing them up, you know, like it's the difference here, you know what I'm saying? Good Lord. That was about as effective as your Hollywood, for the record. I want you to know that. Um. You know, one thing that's, that's, that struck me, just emails, um, I mean, Twitter, Facebook, and, and emails, too, of just how many people that never met Therese or met him briefly in an airport or, you know, had a quick email exchange with him or whatever, how many people uh, just felt connected to him and that, that, that they were sitting right next to him, like shotgun with him on this ride. And Therese had um, a million gifts um, I mean, just a million gifts, and uh, but that may have been that may have been his greatest one. I know Vahe, you and I've talked about being in airports and, and Chiefs fans coming up to us, and you know haven't read a haven't read a word that we wrote, but but watch the <laughs> you know, watch the A team 
Mm -hmm. love Therese and the laughter. And um, that, that, Sam makes a good point, doesn't he? He, he, he does. And, you know, to, to, Sam's, to Sam's point and something we've all experienced, it, it's, you know, everything about Therese was contagious up close, right? But <laughs> it was so kind of brilliant, luminescent, whatever the word would be, that it absolutely extended out across airwaves and print and the, the internet. So people feel that never met him knew him. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that's really standing out today. And part of what, um, this is sort of funny, but you guys will remember this. There's no need, I guess, to impugn the specific sports writer in Detroit, but Therese told me and probably told all of us at some point, he once wrote a letter to a prominent uh, Detroit sports writer, never heard back from him. And, <laughs> and I think that, uh, that informed a lot of how he always determined to respond to people. And frankly, there've been times I've thought about, I don't want to respond right now. What, what would Therese do? <laughs> um, so, and I, you know, the other thing that just strikes me is just as all those, all those people reaching out to us all, all across the world, the country for sure, um, all of their own sense of personal experience with him, like we did, um, it's part of why we're all grateful to be together today for this. It's part of why I was so grateful to be with Sam when we learned the news, Sam Mellinger, when we learned the news yesterday. It's part of why I appreciate Herbie's long-term deep relationship with Therese. It's part of why I, I just was so moved by Sam McDowell writing about that drive to Kentucky. Um, Kentucky? Tennis, Kentucky, yeah. Um, all that, right? We all share that. And uh, it makes me think a little bit about Andy Reid and how uh, we, we all feel like we have a piece of him, one of Andy's lines. And I think we all like to think that a piece of us is with him too. Kirby, I think we met uh, the year I started covering the Chiefs. I mean, I knew who you were and we knew each other, but I think we actually didn't get to know each other until the year I started covering the Chiefs. And I remember you, it was you and and me and, and, and Therese and Adam Teicher would go out to dinner um, after, after training camp and uh, whatever St. Joe restaurant we happened to be in that night. And just, you know, long after finish eating, just sit there and talk football and, and, uh, and, and have a great time because when you were with Therese, you were always going to talk football and have a great time. <laughs> I think what stands out to me the most because man, I don't had I've never had the benefit of being a coworker with him. You know, we we started out as competitors for different outlets when he joined the beat, and it was always fun to compete against him. My God, it was always fun. It was uh, never forget that time the Paul Fanica signing. You know, Therese and I we had seats right next to each other, and you can always tell when one of us had something going on in the background because we would just get quiet. And, you know, the, the media room can get boisterous, but. Either he would be quiet or I would be quiet. And I remember um, when the Chiefs signed Paul Fanica, I tweeted it out there, and all of a sudden you hear him mutter, mother, beep. <laughs> he grabbed his phone and ran out. And it was always like that. And, it, and so whenever Therese was quiet, you'd get the same reaction from me. He would tweet it out, and I would be, it would be my turn to cuss. And, and he'd always had that big cheese eating grin on his face. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> it was always fun. But, you know, I think, like, the one thing that really jumps out to me is, we were competitors, but we became so close, 
so close. We have so much in common beyond work. And we discovered that just from talking, you know, our love of new edition, our love of Bobby Brown, uh, just little things like that. And then come to find out he loves poker. And, you know, I, I love playing poker too. And, you know, him, him asking me tips on how to become more aggressive at the table. That, that, those are the kinds of memories that just stand out to me away from football. Um, the thing that I will always miss the most is, you know, he became my range buddy. Because uh, he always told me he knows my background. And I remember like around 2014, 2015, before I went to New Orleans, he always was saying, hey, I, there's nobody I trust more to, to teach me than you. And we finally made it happen. Uh, the summer of 2019, he came out to New Orleans with Ebony. And he was like, I said, so what do you want to do? You know, I was like naming off all these tourist spots. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go hit the French Quarter. No, no, no. I want to go to the range. So I treated him to a full day at the range and just the smile and the happiness. I still have photos and videos of that. Golly, man, he was he was he was my brother, man. He was there was like a there was a genuine big brother, little brother relationship. You know, him asking me advice on whether he should buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee, you know, what kind of stuff should he do here? And it, it's just, I miss that man. I, I can't believe he's gone. You know, like last night I walked around the house and say, man, it was just six months ago. He was sitting on that couch just last year. He was at this table. It's it just stunning. It's just, I love yeah. that man. It's, it's no crazy. Doubt. I love Therese. It's, it's crazy that we, we, we haven't had a chance to see him just like we haven't seen each other personally, all of us together since uh, maybe the last Super Bowl. And, I think that was probably the last time a lot of it, some of us anyway, saw Therese in person, but we saw him all the time on Zoom calls and heard him and, and communicated with him and, um, you know, just basically, you know, 2020 communication. But, you know, Sam McDowell, Herbie said it a couple of times and, and it's, it was so true that he was always asking for advice and tips. And when he was a high school writer at the Star, when he broke in as a, as a high school writer, he was always mining for advice and uh, wanting to improve his, you know, his writing, his, you know, his reporting skills. And I, I think I admired that about as much as anything about him was just how he was always digging for more advice and information and, um, and he, paying his dues. He, he talked about that a lot. He, he felt like he needed to pay his dues. And I, you know, for, for some, for older folks like me to hear a younger guy say that is, um, it's refreshing. It's, um, you know, you, you nod your head in agreement, but, you know, you, you had a, you know, you guys were both high, you guys came up with a, from the high school ranks covering high schools at the star. And, um, and, and as I think Vahe alluded to earlier, you had a, you had a long trip with him <laughs> as almost as an introduction. Yeah, I think that was uh, just the second time I had met Therese. But the first time I had met Therese was just like two weeks after I started during that high school football season before that. And um, first thing he said to me, and I, I'd only had probably six articles in the paper at that point. He goes like, man, you're just you're doing a great job. You just you just got to keep grinding, keep doing it. And, you know, lo looking back, uh, just because I mean, Herbie and I actually looked up his resume to, to put in. Um, his obituary that, that Herbie was writing yesterday. And I felt like I, I was on a pretty similar path as him to where I, I had to, I had to do the high school grind for, for quite a while and, and probably more than, than I would have liked. And Therese was just a, a guy who constantly reminded me that just because X, Y, and Z hasn't happened for you yet, doesn't mean it won't. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. And it, it was just, 
you know, you say he was the guy that constantly asked for advice. I just, I had a different relationship with him because of my position at the paper compared to you guys, you guys were all on the chief's beat together. And I was trying to get to that spot and he was just a perfect person to talk to about that stuff. Because like, like I mentioned in the story, when, when you asked him for advice, you didn't just get like a couple sentences back about what you should do. Like you're, you were ready to go take the field after you talked to Therese. I mean, you, you were ready to go. So that's, I just, he, he genuinely cared about like everybody. I mean, he was, he had like a genuine love for everybody. He wanted you to succeed as much as he had su succeeded. And I, I think that's going to be my lasting memory of him. Therese was one of the kind, one of the very few people I let, let get away with calling me Herb, you know, I hate when people call me Herb, but you know, you, I, there's no way in the world I can get mad at Therese when I hear that. Yo, Herb. Hey, Herb. You know, it's God, man. Oh, oh. He had a way of, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, well, it was, it was on the video that Dave Hewlett cut up yeah. um, that's on top of a lot of our tributes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's also in, I don't know if you guys saw on Yahoo, uh, there's a video that's on top of Charles Robinson's like awesome, like, <laughs> incredible tribute as well of, of you know Therese while he's with Yahoo and it's just filled with that laugh you know and, and he like he had that just like that deep it, it would start kind of low and then it was like he would laugh more because he was laughing you know <laughs> which made it and then you had no idea what the hell he was la like what did he see what did he just think about but then you're laughing and you have no idea, like, what's so funny. That's, I, I just, and that happened all the time. There, there's nobody I like watching a football game more with, you know, because God, he sees everything and, and it's all funny to him. And then he'll make some smart point. Uh, you know, that's another thing I think about with, uh, you know, Therese, like, asked everybody a million questions, right? Like, always wanted to get better. Um, I'm older than Therese. Um, and it wasn't long before I was asking him for advice about stuff. You know, just because I, I could see this guy's different, man. And um, I learned a lot about football from him. Um, I learned a lot about like journalism. I, I just, I, I, I learned so much from that guy of just how, how he lived his life. Hi, Cheats fans. This is Clark Hunt. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System is open, safe, and has extended hours to see you quickly. You deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the Chiefs. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine. We're proud that the University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Chiefs. I, part of all this that kind of goes across each of these lines is, and I think we're saying it in as many words, but there was nobody he couldn't relate to. Yeah. And, uh, I think we, even the old fogies on this call, I'm not gonna include you in that, Herbie, because we don't, still don't know your age, but <laughs> Blair and I, um, I, I'm confident learned as much from him as we ever would have thought we could help him with. But it was also quite fun that he, he had the old soul going, right? I yeah. mean, he enjoyed that segment, old man football. And I think it was kind of just set up for us so we could reminisce about something we could mutter about, you know, some get off our lawn kind of thing. Um, but he also reveled in, in like sort of joking around, like uncle Blair, tell me again about that time you were covering the Rose bowl. Like he really couldn't believe we were, we were doing things like that. 
Um, and it stands out that a lot of the people we heard from yesterday were people uh, in the old guard of journalism, right? Whether it was directly to us or on Twitter, people mm -hmm. like John McClain in Houston, or, uh, you know, I got a direct message from Les Bowen in Philadelphia, and we, we saw, you know, Randy Kovitz pay tribute to him. That was because uh, of his work ethic and how he connected with people. Um, I'm sure he was uh, well-regarded in that Pro Football Hall of Fame voting room. And just one last thing in this burst, I, I, I'd throw in there too. Like we've been fortunate to get to be with him on some of these things, whether it was a trash can, uh, in, was that in Minnesota? What yeah. you do on the video or at the White House, right? And where he is completely at ease asking the press secretary of the United States of America about what Barack Obama is like when he's mad. <laughs> and, and you know all of that that is that, that is an unbelievable range I, I think about that and i think that's what we treasure most sam mcdowell i'm sorry i got going and i know you were trying to say something no I mean, that that was all great stuff i guess the, the one thing i wanted to add is that as as i was writing this yesterday and reading your guys stuff yesterday i, I sort of feel like there was nobody um I don't know the right way to say this, but it felt like there was nobody easier to sort of encapsulate because there were so many things that were very distinctively <laughs> Therese and that were things that only Therese did and that just very clearly defined him. I mean, he had his own sayings. I mean, that, right down to his work with the All Juice team and things like that were just very distinctively Therese. And I just also think anybody listening to this should know that the guy that they saw in those videos and stuff, that's the guy we know, like that was Therese. Like they, they didn't see some fake personality out there. Like that, that's who he was. Yep. Except I think him. as, go, go ahead, Irby. I think as people started seeing the effect that Therese had and it just quickly evolved the impact that he had on the national football league on people and people in general and people magazine wrote something on Therese the Bears, Matt Nagy, issued a news release. The Bills issued a news release. Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame issued a news release. The Chiefs Communications Department issued a statement. They, this is Therese. Therese affected and impacted everyone's lives in one way or another. And to know him, Ebony said it best, to know him was to love him. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so happy that he found Ebony. You know, he affectionately called her ebbs all the time but i'm just so happy he found love and she she completed him no doubt she completed him yeah and they were to be married um yeah. ebony and therese um the lions also weighed in on therese his beloved uh lions and you know the longest you know for a 37 year old he just felt like the longest suffering detroit sports fan that there ever was i love the sort of suggested he just sort of pop in anytime when he was you know, in the area. Yeah. <laughs> would, would love Therese's reaction to the Lions releasing a news release about him too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to love Therese. You know, the Lions would always play on Thanksgiving Day and he said, I know exactly what's gonna happen. I know exactly what's gonna happen. They're gonna lose by a field goal and this is how it's gonna unfold. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was always right and and, and Sam, you're right. The um, you know the, the the Therese that we saw on tape, and I would recommend you go find Dave Hewlett's. We'll make sure it's part of the the notes package here. The Dave Hewlett tape. All that is true, but Melly, I mean, you, we've been in, we were in enough of those conversations or uh, video uh, chats with with Therese to know that wasn't what he was like just before the camera started. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, the, he had the like, um, I, this is kind of a imperfect analogy, but who was it? Um, I forgot who it was now, but they told the Bills, like, don't fall for Patrick Mahomes' like old man jog where it looks like his feet are hurt. Robert, yeah. Robert Sala, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, Therese kind of had his own version of that, you know, where he just come <laughs> yeah. in and it's just like, fellas, you got to came in. I got no juice. I got nothing. I got, and then he just hit record and it was like, ha ha, yes, sir. And he just like went on this thing where you just like, you know, the first couple times he got me on that. I'm not going to speak for any of you guys, but he got me on that more times than I should admit. You know, I was like, oh my God, like this guy, like something really terrible happened in this man's life because he is deflated. And then it was just, and as soon as he hit record, man, he would lift you up and, and give you energy. That's another, like, um, that man was so confident, um, you know, especially like in the last, you know, once he got going on the Chiefs beat and then went to another level, I think once he got to Yahoo and he just really saw all that work and his brain and like everything just kind of come together in a way. He was a badass and, and he knew it. But he had this way of like, if you're around him, he had this way of like transferring some of that confidence to you. You know, like I was more confident when I was sitting next to Therese. I was more confident. Like it was just something about him just made me feel better. I, I got an email, by the way, this is a little bit of a non sequitur, but I'll, I'll make it, I'll make it quick. I got an email. Um, I don't know when I, I read it this morning from somebody, uh, an NFL source um, that I know a little bit. Um, but notably have never talked to on the phone. <laughs> okay. And, and this guy sent me an email with like a personal Therese story. And, and part of it was, he's the only journalist who's ever found my cell phone number. <laughs> and, and he said, and they would talk like, and that's Therese, you know what I mean? Like ain't nobody else, no Peter King, no, 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 nothing. Um, Therese, Therese got this man's cell phone number and they would talk every once in a while that, uh, God, he was, he was such a good reporter, man. That's, that's the highest of tributes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Vahe, you you mentioned the Rose Bowl a little while ago, and I'll, I'll never never forget the season. One of the seasons the Chiefs ended uh, out in California, and and the Rose Bowl was coming up, and I was going to go. And Therese had mentioned, boy, he'd never been to a Rose Bowl. He always wanted to see it and always wanted to go. So I said, yeah, yeah, you you go. And, and uh, so uh, it was the Rose Bowl where I think Penn State played Southern Cal. And so Therese goes to the, to the bowl game and by, Hey, when you and I've covered Rose bowls, we wax poetic about the, the sunset over the San Gabriels and the, the sun, you know, glowing on the, the helmets glowing off the sun and it's everything. Therese comes back from the Rose bowl and all he can talk about is, you know, all, all these draft prospects that he saw and how their how their body language told told him everything he needed to know and you know all i do at the rose bowl is look around and i'm hypnotized by the setting and all he did was come up with like 50 more index cards for draft prospects that <laughs> you know blair that makes me think of something else though that we i think we're all fortunate to get a bird's eye view of and it was kind of his world opening up in front of him Right. And again, it's a little different for the older guys. Right. But, you know, we've just been around a while. But remember how mad he was at everybody that the Royals were in the World Series and he was going to have to go to London by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was really upset and a little frightened, um, I think, a little bit frightened by the prospect. And, 
and truly he was, he was daunted. I think he was just getting his first passport. I think, although maybe living where he did, maybe he'd go to Canada. I don't, I don't know, but, but what was slightly different about that experience for him than his Rose Bowl thing was he came back and he could not wait to hit the rest of the world. It was like he went to, and he realized I'm a citizen of the world. I can go anywhere. And he had a great time. I think he stayed extra. He did. I think he stayed a couple extra days. And that was just, we'd go to California and he, he would just, you know, on that day in between, he would just go drive around the whole Bay Area and check things out. Or when we went to Baltimore, D.C., of course, he'd go back to Howard campus to see what was going on. I mean, it just, he, he was just so curious. Um, and it, it was really, truly beautiful to see how it, it just opened up in front of him. If I told you um, that I think Therese's favorite game of the year was the fourth preseason game, would you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's the game the starters don't play. You know, it's the game that uh, it's, uh, you know, nothing but third and fourth team guys. And Therese just loved following those guys. And he would be excited about you know, he remembered this guy in the draft from a couple of years ago, and now they've got him on tape, and and maybe uh, someone else will pick him up. And he he loved that fourth preseason game, maybe unlike any other person outside of a coaching staff. I, I was always I always marveled at that that how you know he had his binoculars, you know, paying close attention to just everything. And and through the fourth quarter, through the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game. There is Therese intently taking notes and, uh, and and making observation that way. Can I make a really, maybe this is a broken analogy, but I'm going to try it anyway. Um, when, uh, <clears throat> when Katie was pregnant with our first kid, the best advice I had got from anybody was uh, enjoy changing diapers. And they didn't mean like literally, but they just meant like, if you enjoy kind of the, the dirty <laughs> kind of gross part of this, you're going to enjoy everything. And again, this is the imperfect analogy, but you probably see where I'm going. Therese enjoyed the, the changing diapers part of this job in a way that I've never known anybody else. There's parts of this job. We all love what we do. Uh, and I think all of us on this call, like consider ourselves lucky to be able to do this, but there's parts of that job that you love that you kind of tolerate or you don't really like. And Therese, there wasn't one part of his, the actual job, maybe dealing with <laughs> editors at times or whatever, uh, waiting on, uh, you know, a coach to, to get to the podium. But uh, there, there wasn't one part of the actual work that, that he didn't love and, uh, you know, and just sort of embrace. And it kind of reminds me, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll make this part quick too, but as you guys probably did too, um, I went back and looked at like old text messages um, and, you know, it was a lot of us, like when we're on the same call and we're just kind of like trying to make each other laugh and all that. The, the last one though, I was listening to his podcast with Charles Robinson, um, uh, on Sunday, the, like before the Super Bowl, And, um, you know, they've got like NFL legends will come on that you got to ask them one or two questions about some product they're trying to push. And then the rest of the time you, you can ask them whatever you want. They had Jerry Rice. And it was, just, there was no, it was a non sequitur. Like there was no reason for Therese to bring this up, but he goes, he goes, yeah, 
I'm a pro football Hall of Fame voter. I'm the youngest one. And <laughs> it just it floored me. And I was sitting there at a red light and I texted and I was like, my man really told Jerry Rice. And I said the quote and he wrote back. And I'm just going to say this. You can bleep it out if you want. But he just goes, yeah, I did. Well, I mean, we all have Therese moments. Um, I've got so many of them, but maybe my favorite one was among my favorites. Anyway, we were, uh, we would do the little post game video and in Oakland one year, we went down to the field to do it. We just had to go down on the field, right? It's easy to get to the field in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> and John Sleazer's there. Dave, you usually was the photographer. John Sleazer always took the Oakland trip. So John sets up and he starts, got the camera rolling and none of us are, uh, none of us are saying anything, but then we start humming the NFL theme song <laughs> and, and Therese breaks into the autumn Windsor Raider. I just thought, who else, who else knows this poem? I mean, who else understands yeah. this? Therese did. He loved it. He lived for it. And who, who did he not imitate? I, I've never, it's incredible. His repertoire of, of, of imitations. I, you guys have your favorite. Mine was the fact that he did Gordon Lightfoot, you know, the soft singing, you know, Canadian artist from the 70s singing the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. How does a young African-American from Detroit know this? He just humming it along and singing it and dead, dead perfect uh, imitation of Gordon Lightfoot. I, I always thought that that was <laughs> really the ultimate indication of his range, although the Seeing in, in Dave Hewlett's compilation that reminder that Pacino, that was pretty good. My my favorite really always was though, and this was the the one sort of thing. You know, you weren't really allowed to make requests of Therese. Like he, he'd really get a little indignant if you <laughs> requested an imitation. Yeah, it kind of had to be in his, in his time. But I desperately wanted him to do uh, uh, his own one man show of Tom Bahali with the Liberian accent, Justin Houston's booming voice. D Ford's kind of, you know, my come here, Therese. Yeah, come here, Therese. And uh, and Derek Johnson, he had that little that little Texas twang down in Derek Johnson too. He could have, I, I I just would have, I would have paid big money to have him put that skit together because he could do them all. He could do them all. Yeah. No. Um, I'll share another memory. I, I don't know if any of you guys know this. Um, this happened in, in the first year I was covering the team, you know, so Therese is in the locker room and, uh, and he, he, there, there were bags that must've been, it must've been a Friday because there were bags out and everything. He was walking backwards and he tripped over a bag and, and fell down on his, on his backside. And some of the players around kind of were stifling guffaws and everything, but Jason Avant, you remember Jason Avant, the wide receiver? Yeah. came over and, you know, was really concerned for him, helped him up, shook him off, put his arm around him. And, and, uh, and then when, I think when other players saw that, they all came over and, you know, patted him on the shoulder, asked him if he was okay. And um, I don't know if anybody, I, I, that anybody I've ever worked with had, had the respect of a locker room, uh, which is, as we all know, and Herbie, you know it probably better than anybody, just because you're because of your beat writing position, it's, it's difficult to get. 
And um, everybody in that locker room, when I was covering the team on a, on a daily basis and in the locker room every day, respected, respected Therese. You saw a little of that on Twitter yesterday, just with everybody from Ron Parker to Chris Jones to Sammy Watkins, I, I think were among those who spoke out. And I told Sam McDowell this last night, it's, it's unfair to say who they were, but I got a text from a former chief and a current chief that, that was all about how, how real Therese was and uh, how, how respected he was. I mean, it, that, that is, that does not happen um, much if ever. Right. I mean, it, and Therese, like we all hope to do had, had a, a great way of being um, not just, uh, you know, not just showing up, but, but being understood to be fair. Right. I mean, it, and, you know, he'd have to write the tough things too. Um, ask the hard questions, but, but it, the spirit was right. And he, he was understood that way. And uh, I, I think that's what resonates with, with, with those people you just described, Blair. You mentioned that uh, Vahe and, I'm not going to say his name either, but a former Chiefs general manager, I'm sure we can connect the dots here, uh, texted me and called me yesterday. And, you know, we talked for about a good 11, 12 minutes. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm calling you because I know you were close with Therese, but I just wanted to tell you that he always treated me fairly. You know, he always, you mentioned asking the hard questions, but he was like that he had to do his job. And I always respected him for doing that. The outpouring of love from around the NFL circles uh, was just tremendous yesterday. Text messages, emails, phone calls, social media. It's just, uh, like I said numerous times earlier, I, I just can't believe he's gone. Yeah. No, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to, when we're finished this call, I wish we could have done this in a non-COVID way and sit around a table and chatted about him. Um, I, I think we could have, we could go on for a long, long time. Um, and I, I think I'm going to spend uh, the next couple hours going back to YouTube and, and just re laughing at, uh, at Therese and us um, because that's how I want to, <clears throat> that's how I want to remember Therese. So um, let's, uh, let, let's, uh, let's close it down and, um, and just, uh, you know, if we were sitting around a table, we'd all have coffee cups or glasses and we'd, we'd raise a toast to Therese. So at least let's um, let's think in those terms that, you know, to one of the one of the one of the best people I've ever known. So. Uh, so, guys, thanks. Thanks for doing this. And, uh, and we'll uh, uh, we'll be back talking Chiefs before you know it. But this show was all about Therese. Take care, guys. Thanks, Blair. Thanks, everybody. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Bickett, and Savannah Smith. And thanks to Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teope, and Sam McDowell for sharing their thoughts on Therese Paler. During the show, we spoke of Therese's love of imitation. So let's end with this thought. Therese enjoyed the movie Shawshank Redemption, especially the scene where the prisoners late in the movie are remembering the Andy Dufresne character who had escaped. I wish I had it on tape, but Therese quotes the entire scene in his Morgan Freeman voice. And it ends with this thought. I guess I just miss my friend.
Well, we all feel that way about Therese. Thanks for listening.